Welcome back this time, a week six edition of Taking Vegas. I, the friendly voice of Stone Lebanowitz, and alongside me each and every week, right here is Bobby Ventura from TakingVegas.com. Bobby, I always love making you throw that phone number out there because when people hear your takes, when they hear your angle, they need more. They need more. So tell them where and how they can find more. Guys, absolutely free. It is the false favorite weekend. I've got a line that is so off, guys. We're talking two, three touchdowns minimum. Guys, listen, it's very simple. They have the wrong favorite in this game. It's an outright dog winner. I call it a money dog. It's free on a recorded line, 888-9-WIN-NOW. That's 888-9-WIN-NOW. False favorite weekend free. Plus, I'm going to have some nuggets for you guys in pro football on Sunday. 888-9-WIN-NOW. Bobby, how often do you find false favorites on a weekly basis? Is it one a week for you, two a week for you, or no? When it screams, it screams, and you just don't know when it's going to pop up. That's that's really the answer. But if you notice, Stone, as the season progresses, the odds makers get more on point. The beginning of the year in September, and look, I know there's a lot of guys out there right now that are hurting. They're hurting from the month of September, and they're trying to climb out in October. So, again, the odds makers start to get their legs under them in the month of October. Hey, listen, Stone, October is a very key month for gamblers, and I'll explain why. If you don't make money in September, and a lot of guys didn't, and you don't make money in October, guess what you're doing for the remainder of the year, right into the holidays, right into the Super Bowl? You're chasing it. You're trying to climb out. And it's that old thing what a lot of gamblers say, man, I'll just be happy breaking even. Guys, you're in the sports betting business. You are. You just don't realize it because some guys don't even want to face facts. But what else would people put this kind of money in week in, week out, day in, day out, year in and year out, and not call it a business. If you're going to be in business, you got to make money. So it's important that, you know, whatever those guys are doing and Stone, look at it like this too. You got guys out there, they work all week. Now, all of a sudden on a weekend, they want to sit in front of the television for 12 to 15 hours and and take their hard earned money and put it on these games that they know nothing about. And also Stone, how about this? Now you'll get the guys that'll say, you know, a guy says to his friend, you'll overhear them. And I, I'm sure you overhear it all the time too. Hey, who do you like tonight? And the guy says, I don't even know who's playing, but that guy's going to get involved, Stone. And it's, it's crazy, guys. So please, before you do anything crazy with these games, call me first. Let me point you in the right direction. I do it for free. 888-9-WIN-NOW. Yeah, smart people don't have the answers, but they do know where to find them. And that's with Bobby Ventura at TakingVegas.com, a world-class handicapper. All right, Bobby, week six edition of Taking Vegas. Got five games for you. Should have had six, I guess, to match them week six, but hey, whatever. Five games for you that I think are, to be honest, popcorn matchups. I tried to pick the most, uh, what I thought would be the most bet on games of the weekend to try to give the people what they want. Let's start chronological order here. This is a noon kick on Fox, Maryland, going to Ohio State. Ohio State laying 19.5 total. Hanging out at 56.5. It's been fluctuating a little bit. Are you going with Ohio State here, or do you like the undefeated Maryland squad? Well, you, you, listen, Maryland's not even ranked. I mean, they're, they're, like you, you just mentioned, I mean, they're undefeated and not ranked. I mean, I, I, look, I love Ryan Day. I mean, you know that. I think the guy is as good as they gets in this game, and, and I think he's an offensive genius. You know who I'm really starting to like? I'm starting to like Kyle McCord. If you, know, if you notice in that Notre Dame game, you know what really struck me about this kid is something you don't see too much anymore. There's a few quarterbacks in the college ranks that do it, that hang in that pocket, that don't flush out. This kid, Kyle McCord, stays in that pocket. He doesn't look at the rush coming after him. He's looking downfield, looking to make plays. 
I can't go against that combination of a coach like Ryan Day and a quarterback that that has that kind of presence in the pocket. No, I can't. I can't go against them with good mind. The line is high. It's inflated. It's nineteen, but the total's kind of low. I'm leaning towards the home team in this one, Stone. I, I like. Ohio State. I can't go against this team. This is a team I think, as the season goes, is only going to get better. Take Ohio State and lay the big number. I love it, and I couldn't agree more. As far as it goes with Kyle McCord, I think oftentimes some of these bigger schools, they expect just to reload at quarterback, but what they don't understand is a fan base, you have to give a guy confidence, and I think the Notre Dame gave Kyle a lot of confidence going down and finishing that with barely a second left on the clock, and now he's rolling. Coach Ryan Day sees it. He's going to give him yeah. every resource, every tool that he needs to be successful. And those eyes, as you notice, being a quarterback yourself, those eyes were focused downfield. Oh, my God. I mean, this kid, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really got presence. He's got, he's got moxie. I, I can't say enough good things about this kid. Moving on. The Red River rivalry, another noon kick. This one on ABC. The Longhorns laying six and a half. Total kind of up there, 60 and a half. I like Texas in this spot. I think it's a decent parlay piece. Are you willing to lay the six and a half? Or, again, we talked about a, t- a Maryland team that's undefeated. Both of these teams here, the Longhorns and Oklahoma, undefeated coming into this one. I expect the crowd to just be absolutely insane. Decimal levels just over, I don't even know. Actually, what metric they use for decibel level? Well, I guess decibels. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I expect this place to be ruckus for the most part. Are you laying the points with Texas, or are you like the dog here? I'm laying the points. I don't want guys to get you know the the impression that I'm a chalk eater because you know that I'm not. But I you're I, not. I, I'm laying the no. I'm not. I'm laying the points in this one as well. Um, I, I'm going to have to see more from Oklahoma. I really, you know, I mean, if I look into some of the games that they've won this year. I'm really not impressed. Yeah, they beat Cincinnati, and you know they they kind of shut them down. But Cincinnati has proven to be a team that's having rough times scoring and in the red zone. And 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 to be honest with you, Cincinnati kind of had shots in that game against Oklahoma. Am I using that game as a gauge? I guess kind of I am, but. You know, look, Coach Sarkeesian is thinking the whole shebang right now. He's not just thinking about, you know, winning this game. I think this Texas team is is looking to, to for bigger things. Uh, uh, do I put them in that top rung of teams? Not not so much, but I, I just think this is a better spot for them. This is not Texas and OU from way back when. This is Texas and OU in 2023. I'll take the horns. I'll lay the price. Not loving it, but I will be laying it. Two for two on the big point spreads. Hey, I'm a fan. I, I, I'll... Admit, I'll be transparent. I'm a chalk eater. I love this. I love the 19.5 with Ohio State. And I love Texas minus 6.5. You're going to have to come take it from me. All right, moving on. Syracuse. Tough loss to Clemson last week, but another tough game right in front of them. They head to Chapel Hill, take on UNC. UNC here laying 9.5. Hasn't quite touched the double-digit number total. Sitting right under 60 at 59.5. This is a 330 kick on ESPN. Another number that's up there. Are you willing to bite on UNC minus 9.5? No, but I'm willing to bite on the over. I, I, I think you're going to see, look, you know, the, you know the line, basketball on grass. Oh, I yeah. Think this game is going to be up and down the field. We really haven't seen that yet this year from Mac Brown's bunch. Drake May's got to open it up. I mean, they're showcasing this kid for the Heisman. They want him to have the Heisman. You know, Garrett Schrader, he could beat you running the ball himself, or he could beat you throwing it downfield. I like what they did last week. They they uh, they got the kid Valari, who was a quarterback transfer. They got him involved in the offense. He's going to pose a matchup problem for, for the heels in this one, I think, Stone. You know, he's a big kid. He can get down the field. He's very athletic. He's definitely going to be a matchup problem. I think both teams are going to go up and down the field. 
definitely a letdown last week from you know the game they had against Clemson for for the Qs. But I, I just think this game is going to go up and down. I think there's going to be points. We haven't seen one of these 56, 48 games. I think we're going to see it this week uh, with with these two teams. Um, I, I like over the posted total in this one. I I don't really like it. I kind of love it. The more I'm talking about, it. <laughs> I love to hear that. To be completely honest with you, you're just going to make me circle it two or three times more. Yeah, I think <laughs> Syracuse a bad taste in their mouth in a sense. Now the scoreline wasn't quite indicative of this, but I think there were chances for Syracuse. Like they were in the ball game at certain times, and a few big mistakes ended up costing them that. So I think they have a bad taste in their mouth. UNC, a defense, I, I think for the most part that has holes in it that you can take advantage of. So I think the Q's in the points, but most importantly, I'm not even going to touch that. I'm rocking with the over. I'm rocking with Bobby Ventura. Yeah, and and you brought up a good point about last week's game too, if I remember correctly, because I had all the games on and I'm watching them all at once. But I think they were they were getting off the field, and I think there was some bad penalty that one of the players on uh, like an unsportsmanlike or some kind of uh, yes, Dino Babers was yes. not happy. And it kind of swung the whole momentum of the game because they were getting back in that game. It looked like they were going to get a shot to win that game. And, you know, they just, that's like a turnover. I mean, they're getting off the field. Defensive player makes a bad mistake, uh, whether it's unsportsmanlike or a late hit. It was just, a, it was a rough call. I think it was a bad call, too, to begin with. And uh, it, it changed the whole dynamics of the game. So, you know, I, I think they're going to have a good week of practice. And, and I, I, look, I like Coach Dino Babers. His guys come to play, and he's really getting that program. That that stadium was rocking last week. Oh, my. Uh, Stone. I, I love it. I love it. I could not agree more. And I, I think, yeah, costing mistakes and, and just bonehead penalties, that's uh, the exact opposite of what you want to do against the Dabo team. And, yeah, and, and they realized that and learned that the hard way. All right, this yeah. one right here. I am excited. Not oftentimes you see the Alabama Crimson Tide. At a pick'em, dare I say, they're laying a point. And I remember in week one when I brought up the Bama game, you talked about, hey, it, it, you don't always see Bama laying a touchdown in week one. Typically, you're going to see it skyrocketed all the way up. Well, I don't think my eyes have ever seen Bama minus one, no matter who's behind center, no matter who the matchup is. I know Texas A&M is playing good ball right now. Alabama going to College Station here. Like I mentioned, Bama laying a point. This total's pretty darn low. 46 is where it sits. 330 kick on CBS. I am not picking against Alabama. I like what I've seen from Jalen Milrow, but Texas A&M has been playing good football. What say you? What side you like? I, this is Jimbo Fish's year. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he, if he could, you know, hang his hat that he's beaten Saban, I mean, twice in the last few years, I mean, is there anybody else in college football that can say that? I no. doubt it. I mean, you know, this is this is a kind of game that A&M, that place is going to be rocking and rolling, 12th man, the whole bit, so on and so forth, and let me tell you something. I, I I have not been impressed with Alabama this year. They they danced through the raindrops against Ole Miss. Uh, it was a game that they Ole Miss just basically you know snatched the uh, defeat out of the jaws of victory. I'm I'm just not liking this Alabama team. I don't know what their identity is. I don't know if they're a running team, and if they are, they're not impressing me. I know they're not a throwing team. Their defense is not a shutdown defense. Look, I, again, not that A&M are world beaters, but Stone, you made a good point. They're playing some good football. Jim Fish has got this circled up. 
And, I, you know, something tells me about the fact, and, and I think even uh, Saban came out this week praising uh, Max Johnson for the quarterback for A&M, trying to, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, get into his head a little, I think. I mean, he's been known to do that. And uh, I, I just look, I, I, I just think everything points to A&M in this game. This is not our daddy's Bama team. This is a, uh, a Bama team that, again, no identity. Usually they have punch-in-the-mouth defense and, and jam the ball down your throat offensively and go play action. Just not seeing it. Don't have the confidence in the in the Tuscaloosa guys. Uh, I, I I I like A and M in this game. Uh, I I just I can't back Bama right now. Not your daddy's Crimson Tide. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. How about that? Now I'm not picking Bama. So thanks a lot for that, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> um, last but not least. As we always do, we're going to talk some Hurricanes, Miami Hurricanes. Everybody down here in this neck of the woods is going to be at this game. It's going to be. I think one of the games that people are going to be watching, it is an 8 p.m. kick. This is on ACC Network, though, so a little unfortunate. You can catch it elsewhere streaming, though, as well. I don't know if I'm allowed to endorse streaming working here at ESPN West Palm, but nonetheless, if you don't have ACC Network, find it somehow, some way, because you want to watch this Miami Hurricanes team play football right now. Undefeated, unblemished, a win over a Texas A&M team we were just talking about, how they're playing good football. That one loss is to this Hurricanes team, and... When you look at this matchup against Georgia Tech, it's at home at Hard Rock Stadium, and there are a few big games on the horizon. You got North Carolina on the other side of Georgia Tech, and North Carolina's got Syracuse in front of them right now. So you're you're wondering, is this a kind of a look-ahead spot, one of those sandwich games for both these teams, right, Miami and UNC? But I don't think Georgia Tech's going to give them much trouble. Miami laying 20.5. This total's up there at 57.5. Talked about them being undefeated. I like Miami in the points here. Georgia Tech's not a really good football team, straight up. They're not, and this is this is a tough game. I mean, this is this in my book, it's a no touch game. I mean, we're going to talk about it because of you know, like you say, we're we're in the the, the when in Rome. I mean, but you know, look, I mean, they're, they're talking about Van Dyke now for the Heisman. It's there's just a lot of pressure on Miami. I think right now, I would like Miami a lot better if this game was on the road. I don't like them the fact that they're home laying this kind of a number. This is Georgia Tech season. I mean, look, Brent Key is is trying to make a case that he's rebuilding this program over in Atlanta. I, you know, I just I don't, you know, I, I I just don't like this spot for Miami. You mentioned the big game on tap next week. Hey, look, it's a lot of points. I mean, what are you showing right now? Is a line right now? Stone? Twenty and a half. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't trust it. I mean, I don't trust that back door being open at the end of the game. I think Georgia Tech is going to fight until the end. This is their season. Um, but understand where I'm coming from. Miami's a better football team. I just, I, look, Mario Cristobal notoriously likes to keep the games kind of close to the vest. It's not, if they, look, if this game is close at half, this game is going to be close at the end. And that's the way that I see this game. It's going to be close at half. I think it's going to be close at the end. Not a game, not a game that I'm a fan of. I would lean towards the road team, but again, nothing crazy in this one. What is it about Miami being at home that makes you like it less than them being on the road? Well, because they're home, and it's it's you know there's pressure on a home team a lot. You know, I mean they they they're in front of their their whole everybody, the alumni, the fans, the kids, the the everybody, the stadium. A lot of people embrace that home field advantage, and I do in certain situations. But the mark of a really good team is a team that wins convincingly the games they're supposed to win. I don't know if Miami is at that level yet. I mean, I I, I like them. I, I think they're a nice team. I think they're a nice story right now. Uh, they'll probably continue to win. 
but will they cover? That's, that's what this whole thing is about, what we're talking about. And I just don't know if I feel comfortable laying this kind of a number because there is a lot of pressure on them this week. All right. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. My DMs, I had about five or six of them. And, of course, a few of my buddies who are Miami Hurricanes fans, they said, hey, get in Bobby's ear. He tried to fade us against Temple. Let him know uh, if, one, he wants to apologize, and if, two, he regrets his decision. So, Bobby, any regrets in fading well, the Canes not, against Temple? Understand something right now. All I'm talking about right now is opinions. I'm giving you games that I'm got, but there are some games, like I even talked before, I say, you know, the more I'm talking about this game, the more I'm liking it. This is one game, and even the Temple game last week, and not to make excuses, uh, a couple weeks ago, I, it's not like I was saying, hey, look, uh, you know, I love Temple in the spot, they're going to, but I'm leaning towards Temple. Just like I say, I'm leaning towards Georgia Tech. My big game is all about the false favorite that I have today. That's, that's what this whole thing is about. Roger that. Hey, give that phone number out there for people where they can find the false favorite. It intrigues me. I I always love when experts talk about the wrong team is favored, and immediately I start looking around like, what did I miss? What did I miss? Where is this game? So for folks looking for that, throw them the phone number out so they can call you up. Guys, 888-9-WIN-NOW, absolutely free on a recorded line. My false favorite, my outright dog winner. Guys, these odds makers can't get all these lines right, but... You know, listen, October, and we've discussed this before, Stone, October is the key month. If you don't make money in October, guys, you're on fumes for Thanksgiving, the holidays, and the rest of the season. So let's make money. Get on my back. Put the pressure on me to win for you. I'll do it. 888-9-WIN-NOW. Free on a recorded line. 888-9-WIN-NOW. Get on his back, he says. Yes, that's a quote from Bobby Ventura from TakingVegas.com. My favorite and a world-class handicapper. Bobby, thanks for your time this week. Next week, week seven, we're back at it. Thank you, Stone.